0: you're the worst kind of person to argue with because you reverse engineer it so that you're right hello lego unfinished models of a hippie van welcome to sports (laughs) the podcast that ends with a question mark but usually starts with a question uh i'm katie nolan he's travis
1: what's up katie
0: she's christina hello Hi, no question today. Why? Because, well, let's be honest. Welcome to Friendly Banter. Uh, I was, I'm was, i on a time <laughs> limit today. Dan's radio show is back. Shout out to the bonfire. It's premiering on uh, on a new channel on Sirius. There was a whole thing, you know, pandemic business. And so anyway, they're back and they moved up to 5 o'clock, which means at 5 o'clock he's going to go live on the radio from here, which means if you've got regular consumer internet, that it's he's going to take it all point is i was supposed to be here at three so we could just do the first bracket from third month crazy time and then i did a thing that i believe many of you will find relatable i i got caught up in an internet argument and lost track of time (laughs) then i was like "Golly, it's 320 we have to go and i didn't pull a voicemail yet so you know what that's okay because i'm looking at the bracket that was made and i think it's going to take us a while to get through it I was told this morning in an email that Christina <laughs> and Travis had come up with 64 entrants for today's bracket. And I was like, you guys, that's a six hour podcast. Now, it also, we have to account for the fact Ashley and I were both the type of people who would want to go through every possibility for each option to maybe win. And that's not the best way to do a quick bracket. Whereas I could see Travis being like, I finished a 64 item bracket in 30 seconds because he's just a quick decision maker so we're gonna see we're gonna try today with a more populous bracket and we're gonna see uh how we like it so that we can come up with our bracket ideas for the future christina and travis to your credit came up with a lot of really good ideas for brackets for third month crazy time and i appreciate that
1: proud of us like we like actually prepared for this
0: i know in a way that made me feel uncomfortable because i was I bothering started,
1: you this weekend like I hey i
0: mean a brain
2: saturday doc. afternoon travis is emailing us like hey you want you want to get in
0: your uh your bracket ideas i'm like travis it's a saturday afternoon yes and in the back of my mind i'm like uh i happen to know travis is busy all the time and i don't want him spending his weekend working on this at the same time, I love doing this kind of stuff. So I was like, oh, so I started the doc and was like, I'm going to write down anything I can possibly think of. No bad answers in a brainstorm. And then I checked back at the doc yesterday and I'm like, oh, they put research and thought into these. <laughs> and mine were just like ways you can shower, uh, ty- types of sleeping. <laughs> Um, sweatpants colors, and your guys's were like baseball stadiums by their or NFL teams by their signature food. I'm like, what? This is great! Awesome. There's a beeping, it's on my end. I have no idea what it is. A truck is back. <laughs> I was the gonna say, is, is that my end? Your end? It's me. Point is, we got a bracket for you today, and that bracket Drum roll is a uh, is app restaurant appetizers. Um, If you're not familiar with what a restaurant appetizer is, that's okay. It's been a year. Uh, It's um, food you get before your food or food you get in a bunch, uh, in multitudes so that you don't have to order food. Thank you. Yeah. it uh, It is the waiting room. It is the small talk of food. Or you're just like, I don't need to commit to a full meal. Let me just get some food.
1: Or you're just you don't want to commit to one thing, and then you're going to see the waiter walk by with something else. She's like, ooh, that looks really good. I should have got that. If you go with the appetizers, you can get a three or four.
0: Yeah, it's it's food for those of us with commitment issues sometimes, <laughs> um, and that's okay. It's also, if we're honest, because it's the starter, because it's the thing that's supposed to get you hyped on being there and eating a meal. It's mo- usually the best foods. Not best for you, to be clear. It is not at usually at all the best food for you, but it is the stuff that when you're like, oh man, if I could just indulge, it would be in an appetizer. So we have a list of how many are here? 32?
1: We're down to 32. <laughs>
0: We're down to 32. <laughs> I cannot believe that means that somewhere there's 32 the, others. The, the
1: selection committee cut down. 32 something you should know list.
0: about me is that it's very difficult for me to look at 64 and cut it down because I'm like, oh, I do see the validity in all of these. They're all special snowflakes and I don't want to hurt any of the feelings. But I can take 32 and and narrow it down with you. But if you give me 64, we're going to be here all friggin' day. Point is, number one, no voicemail questions this week. That's not a reflection on you guys. It's a reflection on me and my ability to succumb to internet arguments about unpaid internships. Um, number two, if you do have a question and you want to ask us that, you can always leave us a voicemail at 860 uh, 506 Number three, this is your friendly banter. Today's uh, podcast is going to be a bracket of 32 restaurant appetizers. Important item number four. Am I on four or am I on five? Important item number four. Um, we know you probably have a favorite appetizer that doesn't get mentioned in the bracket. And while so we love one. engagement with the content, at some point, In order for us to start recording and stop planning, we gotta just go with the list that we have. And so I welcome you to share with us that we missed an appetizer. But I would say it doesn't have to be in a tone that sounds like you're mad at us for forgetting your favorite appetizer. We are but humans, we are only three humans, and we have made a list, and we are going to discuss that list. And the discussion itself is the point. Not the winner, not the ones we forgot. It's about the discussion itself. Even as I'm wasting time saying this, I know, I know no one's gonna listen to it. But this is why we don't tweet out pictures of the bracket because then people who don't care to listen to the podcast yell to a picture of a bracket, lacking all context. And so sports listeners, we value you. We know you're smart. We know you have empathy and so this is how we're gonna do it and let's not put it out on the internet because then i'm gonna get distracted yelling about it with strangers who i'm never gonna meet and who are never gonna love me cool let's go mental health update i just want to hang (laughs) out with friends i just want friends i miss friends and friendships i miss friendships uh official pod business that's it it's third month crazy time which is the most fun once we get all the business out of the way, it's the most fun. I see Travis preparing arguments in his head and just getting ready. He's like, let me loose, lady. Put me in, coach.
1: I just want to say that if we went with 64, I guarantee you that we would have hit everybody's appetizer because I don't think there was an sure, appetizer sure. left but out But we there.
0: also would have hit a point where you two would have to do the podcast alone because I have no say in when a live radio show starts. And I can't just be like, well, hold on. We're just getting to the quesadillas. Like, I have to focus. I got to get it done in a period <laughs> of time that is reasonable. Uh, so that's how it goes. OK, we're in it now. After that wonderful ad read by that wonderful <laughs> superhero. Tough man. Yeah. Uh, here we are. We've got a field of 32. Um, We've discussed before if we should run through all of them or if we should just start with the matchups.
1: I think we should just start.
0: Start with the matchups. Okay. Our first matchup in the restaurant appetizer bracket. And it's important to note, guys, the way that this stays interesting for all these rounds is focus on matchups. Don't worry too much about telling me why you love one of these items. It's more about what does that item bring to the table that the other one cannot? Or what are the weaknesses of that item that will be taken advantage of by their opponent? Does that make sense? Makes sense. Bracketology 101. Chicken fingers versus chicken wings. Wow, the silence speaks volumes. So chicken wings, (laughs) we've got fried with a bone. You've got people who like flats and people who like drumsticks. Uh, so there's a little bit of variety in there. Chicken fingers, you could say some places that's basically a boneless buffalo wing. Sometimes they come sauced, but most times, all times, I'd say they are breaded. Unless you're Chick-fil-A who does those weird grilled nuggets that just, to me, are like steak tips, but with chicken, and I don't, I'm uncomfortable. They should be breaded. Um, I don't believe we have nuggets anywhere in here, so we'll say that those fall under the category of fingers.
1: Any boneless chicken chunk... Yes, goes under the chicken finger category here. So
0: to me, this matchup is about bones. I could also hear an argument that this matchup is about sauce. Because I would say, you know, go ahead, Christina. Sorry,
2: I would say bones and sauce are probably the two biggest things, because if you're thinking that boneless wings fall under the chicken finger category, then when you go to Buffalo Wild Wings, their boneless wings are not wings, they're chicken fingers.
0: Technically, I've always kind of seen it that way. I don't know if that's controversial, but I feel like boneless wings are just good chicken fingers or they're chicken fingers that are covered in sauce. Again, this isn't scientific fact. It's just my experience is like this is essentially a chicken finger covered in sauce. It's a wing for people who don't want to eat around the bones. And that's me. I don't want to eat around the bones.
1: I think the only time that chicken fingers or chunks, whatever you want to call them, have a place is...
0: I don't think anyone don't, calls them chunks. Yeah, first of all, oh, I, I've, I, I've been to I places, really restaurants where they call like them, chicken them them chunks. Yeah. Nobody chicken calls them chunks? chicken chunks. That's not. I've
1: seen it on menus. Where, before.
0: What menus? Name on? a menu.
1: I, there's Name one all of the home, menus. Beer Barrel in my hometown.
0: Beer Barrel. Well, I need to call the manager. Let me write this down. Anyway, you were saying about chicken chunks. I think
1: the only time that they have a place is when you don't want to get a little messy, and you want.
0: Well. Hold
2: on, counter argument, chicken wings. You could do dry rub versus
0: wet sauce on like a chicken wing. You could, but I would say most often when you're hearing chicken wings, you're thinking buffalo wings. Yeah. Now that sauce can change. It can become a dry rub. I find chicken wings very difficult to eat. And I know that's like the least cool thing to say. I know everybody was like, oh, suffering is part of eating. But sometimes I'm just like, look, I want the taste of chicken and I want the most chicken. I don't want to have to fight through the gristle at the end of a flat to figure out if I left any chicken on the bone. I like things to feel in my mouth like chicken, not like I bite down on something and that one kind of bites me back and then I have to like push it to the back (laughs) of my mouth and swallow it or spit it out.
1: But I would say that the taste of that chicken is better sometimes a, via wing
0: sometimes you know when i was little i was eating a chicken wing and i saw hair on it and that made it oh, hard no. for me to continue not a hair like somebody else's hair a hair like the hair that naturally grows on that part of the chicken
1: i don't buy this
0: it's real it's real and it scared me
1: i just mm-hmm. think that like a flat is very simple and easy to eat
0: oh you gotta do that weird thing where you use your tongue to like push the yeah to, like out. stick the the chicken out of the no you can the you can use
1: your finger too
0: I respect people who are good at eating chicken wings. I have no uh, ill will towards these people. My thing is I'm the kind of person that even when I eat like Cheetos, I like lick my fingers after every time my hand goes in the bag. That's not efficient for me. It's just going to get covered in more cheese dust. So why am I obsessed with getting my hand clean before I eat again? I don't know. And so chicken wings present this dilemma for me where I'm constantly feeling like I'm covered in the food. And so I have to... It's just, un- I'm going with chicken fingers, but I w- I'm willing to entertain a reason that wings are better.
1: So you threw out sauce as one of the things that was being decided in this, correct? Yes. But they have the same sauces. So I don't see how that really.
0: Well, because I think some people would argue that chicken fingers with sauce on them are boneless chicken wings. This is where things get tough.
2: Well, I, I would, would say argue those it-
0: are in nature chicken fingers where, where am I eating these? If I'm eating them
2: truly as an appetizer at a restaurant to Katie's point, I don't want to be dirty. And I know that when I eat chicken wings, it's getting all over my fingers and all over my face. So if I'm going strictly in terms of staying clean while also getting
0: chicken with sauce, it's chicken fingers. Cause then I could eat it with a fork and a knife. Maybe what are you missing Travis? When you eat a chicken finger covered in sauce that you get from a chicken wing?
1: The chicken is better.
0: How? How, It's not possible. It's the same chicken.
1: But it's not. You mean like
0: the location of the meat on the, on the, where? Yeah. And
1: also like the chicken tenders are the, they're all, that's like processed together.
0: No, no, no. I wouldn't say processed. Sometimes a nugget is processed depending on where you're getting it from. But a chicken finger is usually just breast meat.
1: Sometimes. But I think, I think the quality of chicken is better in a wing.
0: So here's my question. How come, where do, why do thighs always get left out? If I'm doing wings, give me a thigh. Give me some dark meat.
1: Make it happen.
0: I, I, I think we but have to normalize think- thighs. This was a, ter- can I just say, can I just step outside and be meta for a second? This was a terrible first matchup. Because I know that right now two of us are leaning chicken fingers over chicken wings. I, you know what? And chicken wings getting eliminated in the first round is insane. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, you were the one that said to put these together.
0: Oh, that's so funny that you say that because I wasn't going to mention the very uh, inside baseball conversation we had about this. But now that you bring it up, (laughs) allow me to quote myself from my own email. Um, Hold on. We've got multiple email threads going. So to make the actual podcast more interesting for our listeners, I'm quoting here. We sort of have to reverse engineer good matchups. Example, chicken wings versus chicken fingers in the second round. So we don't have two chicken <laughs> dishes making it to the finals. Uh-huh.
1: Christina, we messed that one up.
0: Interesting.
2: Oh, I like how you rope me into the mistake. When yeah. Cause we're when the we one the, who put it together. When
1: we put the bracket together this morning.
0: I just want, I just want justice. And that wasn't, an, that was an Aaron reading. I got it. So, um, look, People are going to turn this podcast off right away if I say chicken fingers. And that's why something in me is really telling me to say chicken wings. But if I, I mean, listened, if I listened to peer pressure, who am I? If I'm not I, myself, who am I? Everything in me
2: says chicken wings, but chicken fingers is where I'm going. Chicken
0: fingers moves on to the next round. Sorry, Travis. Travis. You, you are learning. And the next time we do a bracket, you won't make these mistakes. Look, everything's a learning experience. Chicken fingers moves on to the next round.
1: Chicken wing people, I apologize. This was this wild, is on me. I'll take the Wild.
0: L. Wild. A wild way to start this bracket. We have an hour left. Um, next matchup, onion rings versus fried mac and cheese. Both deep fried. Both um, are another food item that's then been breaded and fried. I think that onion rings clearly are just a, a it sort of makes a thing. You can't just sit down and eat into something you can sit down and eat. No one's ever like, I'm going to eat a pile of onions, but they do eat breaded onion rings, a batch of onion rings. Mac and cheese you could eat without being deep fried and then they deep fry it and you're like, whoa, um, I think for me, because we can only speak to our personal experience, I love and onion ring, I love even two onion rings. But I can't eat many more than that. It's just too much onion. And I'm overwhelmed by the same flavor over and over. Whereas a mac and cheese, fried mac and cheese ball, because of the decadence of the item, you're really only eating a couple. They don't come in like a basket of 18. They come with like, you know, five, sometimes eight. I don't know, depending on the size. I can eat them and enjoy them. And be done with them. I would vote fried mac and cheese here. And
1: onion rings, I don't know if anybody ever picks them first or just as a single appetizer. It's more when they get like the platter mm. and they throw the onion rings in there. And but to your point, they want like one. Yeah. Outside of well, maybe. Shout the- out
0: Burger King. Burger King offering onion rings, I was like a, a reason that I liked them for a minute. Because nobody else had that as an option. It does remind you of like, I get onion rings when I go in, to the Cape and get like a fried clam strips platter with onion rings. Because it's like, oh, now they're, it's a thing you eat together, not separately. But I'm not just going to order onion rings for the table and think that everybody's going to be pleased by that. More people will be satisfied by an order of fried mac and cheese, I believe. To me, this is a no-brainer. Fried mac
2: and cheese. Onion rings, thank you for coming to the party. Fried mac and cheese all And thank
0: you for everything you've contributed to the society. Like, I don't know yeah. that we have such a, a, a robust field if it's not for the work done by onion rings. And so thank you for your service. But it's fried mac and cheese moving on to the next round. Are we all cool with that? Yes. yes. Great. Next matchup, shrimp cocktail versus oysters. A very mm. interesting matchup um shrimp cocktail is like the uh it's like the gateway drug into the world of seafood uh shrimp is for people who are like i may some be the may someday be the kind of person who orders a seafood platter but right now my bank account tells me i'm just gonna get some shrimp cocktail the main disappointment with shrimp cocktail is you don't usually get a ton of it you don't get a lot of bang for your buck and sometimes you find that these places that know they can get away with charging you a lot for a shrimp cocktail, then use low quality shrimp that you're like, well, this wasn't worth the money. But if you're getting a good, high quality shrimp cocktail, it's perfect. It doesn't fill you up. You don't fill up on the appetizer. You've got cocktail sauce, an underused um, condiment in our society. That's ketchup and horseradish, right? Was there something else in that?
1: I think there's something else in there, but that's
0: either way. Delicious. Now, an oyster is a little bit of a of an expert level. Travis is gagging silently, and Christina's shaking her head with a no. So I'm shocked this even made it to a bracket of 32. But I would send an oyster. This,
1: this wasn't this a point. bracket put together of 32 items that I enjoy. It's 32 appetizers sure. that I feel worthy of.
0: Oysters are a flex. Some people get very um, pretentious about their oysters. Some people I do believe genuinely know a lot about oysters and know the types that they like. The cool thing about oysters is that you don't chew them. (laughs) The cool thing about oysters is that it's food that you sort of just get to gulp and you get to make a little cocktail in the oyster shell of the flavor you want it to taste like. I don't know that I could tell you what an oyster tastes like because I don't really bite into it. I just shoot it for the horseradish and then that cool. Sometimes there's one place I went to that makes champagne vinegar, but they like freeze it. So it's like a slush. So you put this awesome vinegar slush inside of your oyster and then you gulp the whole thing down. It's kind of like a make your own. It's like a lunchable. It's like an adult lunchable that comes on its own inedible cracker. Go ahead. If you Travis. if you
1: would like to know what oysters taste like, just go to the nearest ocean Walk nice. out.
0: This is really good. Go walk ahead. Walk
1: out, open your mouth and just take a gulp of the ocean.
0: You're not putting the right cocktails and condiments on it, Travis. That's a you new know- problem. If you have if you want to argue that you have an issue with consistency, I'm willing to hear that. I've heard many say that oysters are the boogers of the sea.
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, You made a very interesting and compelling case for oysters. You made them sound much more delicious than they actually are. But the fact of the matter is, they are boogers,
0: they're disgusting. They're not disgusting. They can yes, be good.
2: No, 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 no. no. Here's no, no, no. the
0: other thing. They are expensive. They are, anytime you're buying an appetizer where you have They're to expensive pay boogers. per item, I have to pay per oyster, that's when it's like, well, now we're going to get down to brass tacks when the bill comes, and it's going to be like, well, we ordered 12 oysters, and you ate 11, and I ate one. I don't know that we can split that up. I don't know. It depends on where you are in your career, how you are financially, but it does always feel weird when somebody orders oysters for the table, and then only they eat them, and then Everybody has to bear that burden. So,
1: and if I have to spend the time to make concoctions to put on it to <laughs> mask its seamless flavor, how gross it is,
0: I either get I a hear discount. You. I hear you, but I counter that with lobster. Lob- People that love lobster just love butter. That well, guess not, what? Lobster
1: is not on the appetizer. So, it, that's it, doesn't count.
0: I'm comfortable with moving shrimp cocktail on to the next round, but I do want to say shout out to oyster heads. As long as you're like a normal oyster head who's like, yeah, these things are kind of weird, but they're also kind of fun to eat. And you're not a person that goes nuts about whether a restaurant is out of stock of blue points for the season. I don't know. That's gets a little bit too much for me. They also take up a lot of space on the table and that's hurting them here. And that's why they're not moving on to the next round. It's a big plate. Okay. Next potato skins versus mozzarella sticks. What do you want me to kill myself? This is crazy. This is the hardest matchup. This is Katie versus Katie. These
2: are my top two. I don't I want you to know. I did not do this one. Oy vey.
0: Well, um, for the
1: record though, I said I put a bracket together, but feel free to move things around Yeah, you know what,
0: though, Travis? I said, for the record, that it's fun when we produce the podcast while we do the podcast. I think you know the what? audience has enjoyed becoming a part of the process.
1: How Had we done around uh, t- 64 appetizers, they would have been separated. It would have been okay, opposite sides. Okay, well,
0: since we can't um, just... Dr Strange our way into finding a reality where this isn't the outcome. I think we have to face it head on. It's potato skins versus mozzarella sticks. This, this is should so be, hard. This should be the finals. This should be the finals of this bracket. What do I love yeah, about mozzarella sticks? This is sticks. hard. I love about mozzarella sticks when you when the breading is crunchy, it's forming a solid barrier and yet somehow when I bite into it, a a almost liquid but just solid enough center of warm, salty cheese is there awaiting me. Um, I love dipping it marinara sauce. It's like my own little pizza stick. Potato skins, I find, are resourceful. It's the part of the potato that, you know, yes, you can get a baked potato. And yes, sometimes people get a baked potato and they eat the skin. But most times you eat the center of the potato and you toss the skin or you get mashed potatoes. And whether the skin is in it or not, it's not a main part. The main part, the potato skins turn the supporting actor into the main actor the main character and i appreciate that it also adds in cheese and bacon and it provides a useful vehicle for sour cream which weirdly i've learned that i must admit i think i love as a condiment sour cream is a good condiment because it's sound it's Mm. poorly named it has bad pr but it is a very good (laughs) what do you mean "Mm, travis sour cream's awesome
1: no i don't i don't think it's in the if we were going to go with the condiment bracket, I don't think it, it would be a low seed. No. I love I sour cream. I, and I'm with I Katie love though. sour
0: cream. I know this sounds intuitive, but you don't think about it this way. When you get onion rings, dip them in sour cream. Very good. Ooh. Very interesting. Good. That's why sour cream and onion is a flavor. Yeah, I'm... We're not talking about sour cream. Don't digress. I do, not. I do like Potato sour cream skins. and onion chips. Potato skins are a portable loaded potato it removes a lot of the stuff that wastes your time and it's like look it's a little bit of skin which provides you with the crispiness and makes it handheld it's the cheese the chives the bacon the sour cream and you can hold it in your hand, take a bite of it. You don't have to cut it up and worry that your bite's going to be too much bacon and not enough cheese. It's all done for you and then presented to you. They're easy to share. There's no uh, offensive flavors. Like there's no cheese that might not be for everybody. And there's no, everything is for everybody except I'm sorry to vegetarians or vegans, which I guess they probably do make vegan potato skins and they probably make them pretty easily.
1: I would go with the mozzarella sticks though, the variety that they offer that you can go kind of cheese curd style. You can go cheese cubes and you can alter it. Like you can do like he loves pepper, cubes. Ja- he loves you can chunks. do like a pepper Jack cheese. And when uh-huh. you're dipping that in like a, uh, sure. a, a beer cheese or like a, a, a nice ranch.
0: Sure. But Travis I would argue that not a lot of places aren't doing a lot of variations on mozzarella sticks and the in the places where they do vary it's in quality not in flavor or goal of the final product cuz a sh- mozzarella stick sucks and mozzarella yeah, sticks Yeah but the same thing with a bad eat potato skin. Yeah. I don't know I've had bad potato skins that are still pretty fine. It's
1: hard to mess up a mozzarella stick or something. It isn't.
0: But also you have to eat them right away. A but you have to do that done, with the potato skin too, not true. Not true. You can eat a colder potato skin. It's still just fine.
1: But the cheese gets cold just as
2: fast.
0: So what? It's oh. melted cheese. It's not, it doesn't need to be liquid. It just needs to have melted on. It's like cold pizza. The cheese on that was melted, but when it's cold, you can still eat it. Whereas a cold mozzarella stick, you just feel like you're eating string cheese without pulling it apart, but covered in bread.
1: Here's the thing though. When you get mozzarella sticks for the table they're not around fast not long enough for them to get cold the potato yes, skins yes and i will
0: counter that with when have you been at a table with multiple people at it recently i haven't i've ordered mozzarella sticks to my house i've been a little disappointed but i guess we do call it restaurant appetizers so i do have to honor the category i would say ugh. You're going to get good
2: mozzarella sticks nine out of ten times. Potato skins, what if the ratio is off and you have too much potato to not enough of not all the other funds? Then it's a bacon. French fry. It has happened, you which you still has end up happened. with a French
0: fry. You're still ending up with a French fry. My thing with potato skins is mozzarella sticks are a pure appetizer. You cannot order them and eat them and be like, I'm full. I had dinner because all you had was cheese and bread. Potato skins have a little bit more oomph. There's a little bit more legitimacy to them. There's a little bit more variety of food groups. Not a lot more variety of food groups, but a little bit more. Therefore, you could eat just an order of potato skins if you weren't that hungry and feel like that's a meal. Well, then to counter that
2: in the true um, definition of an appetizer, it's what you should be eating before your yeah, meal. Great so point. wouldn't you want something like a mozzarella very, stick very good point. to
0: where it's not going to fill you up to where you can still eat your meal and enjoy it? You're absolutely right, Christina. And that's why I think we have to move mozzarella sticks on to the next round. Yes. I... I love potato skins to the point where when I had to do an interview, I want to say it was for when I got my 30 under 30 and they were like, "What's your favorite app?" like and they meant on your phone. I said potato <laughs> skins because it is my favorite appetizer. Anyway, let's not waste any more time because it's we don't have a lot of it. Mozzarella sticks, I unfortunately are moving on to the next round, which makes Woo-hoo! me feel better about chicken wings not making it because now I know that this bracket has some sort of integrity because I'm saying goodbye to my firstborn child. <laughs> The next matchup, we have quok, <laughs> which I assume is guacamole. And so, guac and chips, slash, salsa and chips versus nachos. I see now that you took the advice of good matchups to eliminate similar foods in the second round, and you applied that to the first round entirely. <laughs> to everything. So, chips and salsa, chips and guac versus nachos. The main differentiator here. Just on paper. Okay. Travis, that's not a differentiator. That's an opinion. Let's start with the facts. The main differentiator here are the different toppings you get on nachos that just a pile of chips and a bowl of guac or salsa cannot bring to the table. One of which being, I believe, the main of which being melted cheese. Yep. That's all I needed was just a yes and agreement.
1: Yeah. I'll agree with that.
0: I think the biggest difference
2: for me is. Do you So it depends on how many toppings you have on nachos because sometimes you know when you pile too much on and then some of the chips get really soggy and they don't hold all of the toppings that you're wanting them to. I don't like that. Yeah. So when you're Look, just doing chips and salsa, chips and guac, whatever it is, that's never
0: going to happen. Ease of sharing and ease of eating and ease of getting a consistently a consistent bite is stronger with chips and guac and chips and salsa than it is with nachos because with nachos you've got to find the spot you also have to get to the plate early because other people might take all the good nachos and all that's left are those chips around the edges i'm going to share this information with you because i love you and i want to make your life better but we will not take it into consideration for the bracket because it is kind of a cheat code the correct way to order nachos in a restaurant And this is if you're the kind of customer who isn't a dickhead. If you're a dickhead, you can't get away with this. (laughs) But if you're a good customer who tips well and who is nice and wants to be helpful to their server, if possible, the best way to order nachos in a restaurant is just chips and cheese, all toppings on the side. It turns nachos into chips and guac but instead of just chips and guac, it's chips with cheese, and then you get to choose what to dip it into. Guac, sour cream, uh, pulled pork, olives, whatever it is that you put on nachos. Instead of piling it all on top, because a lot of restaurants, some do, some pay attention to cheese distribution and they make sure that each bite is good, but it's a lot easier to not. But if you just get chips and cheese, they give you chips that are all covered in cheese, and then you can make your own nacho. Again, we won't use that for the bracket, but back when I worked at a restaurant, that's how I would always order. See,
1: this is where <laughs> brings up a bigger issue that nachos are having to fight. And that is that restaurants <laughs> either don't know how to or aren't willing to spend the time to make nachos that are properly made. I, and I know give... part
0: of that, though, is like w- the time they would the extra time it would cost them is not really changing our experience that much.
1: But I will say I can tell you the exact place that I've had the best nachos in my life because they were layered. So that each spot had what you wanted. And it was Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville in Las Vegas. And they were amazing. Volcano nachos. And they layered them up in a volcano. Not a sponsor. Every bite.
0: (laughs) Just important to note, not a sponsor. Happy to take the sponsorship money, but not currently a sponsor. Had
1: plenty of toppings. And they were delicious.
0: Now, one thing we're, we're forgetting. Does chips and guac, chips and salsa include chips and queso? That is a
2: very important
0: question because if it includes chips and queso,
2: this makes it that much harder for me to decide because I might do chips and queso
0: over nachos. Like, I love nachos, but when you're out on, let's say, a bachelorette bar crawl and you're going to a bunch of different bars, mm-hmm. what you're getting most likely. Everywhere you go, it is chips and queso, chips and guac. It's like a typical, as we the argument that we used for, for mozzarella sticks, it is a, in the purest sense, appetizer. It is never going to be your meal. You eat it. It's easy to share. Everybody can get a little bit of it. Sometimes if they give you not enough chips, they can come and refill your chips for you, which is awesome. Everybody can have some. Whereas nachos is like, you got to be close to the plate. If you're on a long table, it's difficult. They can't bring out. You don't want to get two orders of nachos. You can, you should, but it's a different investment than if you just get two chips and guac for each end of the table.
1: Does the queso one? Are we going to count the queso because I have a. We're follow counting up queso. In? Okay, we're counting it. Follow up: Can the queso have <laughs> ingredients in it, like a like chorizo beef? queso?
2: Sure
0: can. I was just about sure to can. say if Absolutely it has beef can. in it. I think okay. the, the integrity of the guac category or the quack category, as Travis put it in the, <laughs> in the bracket, is it's a bowl of chips and stuff to dip them in. And there's only one exception that comes up later in the bracket that it is not that specific one. But it's um, chips and dips. I want chips and quack, please. I think I'm voting. I'm in going terms nachos. Of the, the bracket. I'm going chips and guac, chips and queso. Just I'm, appetizer-wise, I'm, I think I'm going, it's better. I'm going
1: down with nachos.
0: Well, then we'll see you later as we move on. Somebody keeping track of which ones are moving on? Yep, I got okay. it. Great. I was going to say good, not me. Our next matchup is quesadilla versus flatbread. My goodness, a whole lot of cousins fighting each other in this first round. A whole lot of mm. people who considered each other family are now facing off. Quesadilla versus flatbread. The key difference here, I guess... This is hard. Plainly is that there's two sides to a quesadilla, whereas a flatbread is just a flatbread. Flatbread is, it depends on where you are. It could be a close relative to pizza. Sometimes it can also be a close relative to like pita bread with stuff on it. But flatbread, I assume does not include like a, what are they called at Italian restaurants? It's like bruschetta but with a bigger category where you just get like a piece of bread and it comes with some sort of a topping on it mm. i forget what they're like br- uh not isn't it bruschetta yeah that's like one type of this category of foods
1: so my issue mm. with flatbreads is too often the edges are just absolutely
0: burnt
2: mm. i don't mind that Fun fact, I kind of like burnt things.
0: All right. Hell yeah. Have you ever had so cheese? its burnt edges? Ooh, yeah. Those are really good. So, anywho, cheez- I cheez- don't mind amazing. that. Maybe they're called cheese its toasted. Either way.
2: I'm going with delivery method into how do I get this into my face. I think a quesadilla is easier because, to Katie's point, there's a top and a bottom. So, it's easier to dip into salsa, sour cream, something that comes on the side. Versus a flatbread, it's almost like a it's like a piled on pizza. Some of the stuff might fall off. It gets a little messy. Mm. I think I'm gonna go on quesadilla that. on this one.
0: I'm it's, this one's tough for me because it's entirely mood based. If I'm in the mood for pizza, I'm getting a flatbread. If I'm in the mood for Mexican food, I'm getting a quesadilla.
1: Well, and also, I'm kind of now starting to go towards flatbread is that its variety that it can offer you on what you're the toppings and things where quesadillas are kind of. You're, you know what you're kind of, you know, chicken, steak kind of deal.
0: Yeah, flatbreads can go any which way. They do usually tend to only go in a certain decided number of ways. But you can get a good flatbread. And it's just like a little pizza. I love any pizza that's like, you don't have to feel bad about eating me. I'm just a little guy. And I will say I did have a really good cheeseburger flatbread.
2: So it was like basically the contents of a cheeseburger, but on top of a flatbread. Mm. So I, Travis, I understand your point of versatility, I'm still going to go quesadilla.
0: It's easier to eat.
1: Do you you think a flatbread is more open to like sharing than a quesadilla is?
0: Yes. Only because there's a lot of places that really overstuff a quesadilla and Mm -hmm. then it becomes kind of, it starts spilling out. And then you only have, depending on how they cut it, a certain number of pieces. Whereas a flatbread is like a, it's flat. That's kind of its whole deal. And it comes usually out on a special sort of, yeah, board, which maybe we should also take into consideration that's taken up a lot of room on a table. But the pieces are usually, you know, they make more logical sense. You're correct that the ends usually lack toppings, and so they're less desirable pieces. But
1: I'm going to go with flatbread because when ordering apps, I like to order for the table. I like to just order a few things. Yeah, Mm. just gets things
0: going. Travis F Rockhold and the F is for family style. (laughs) (laughs)
2: I don't hate that. I'm going quesadilla because it's easier to eat.
0: Now, see, I feel like I'm stuck in an ethical dilemma here because we just eliminated nachos. It would be very hard for me to also eliminate quesadilla. Quesadilla is, I think, easier to pull off. It's difficult to get a bad quesadilla. And usually when you do, it's bad because the restaurant is taking themselves too seriously and they're trying to do too much. And then I don't feel bad for not liking it because it's like, chill out, make a quesadilla. Whereas with a flatbread, I mean, that could go any number of ways. But quesadillas are usually like pretty easy to nail. It's hard to make it bad. I feel really bad eliminating quesadillas because they've done so much for me.
1: I I will say quesadillas have been there for me. Flatbread has never been there for me.
0: Never. I don't feel emotionally attached to a flatbread. I can enjoy my time with one, but I'm not like... I don't feel like I owe flatbreads anything. I feel I owe a debt to quesadillas. So yeah, I'm going to move quesadillas on to the next round, I think.
1: I'm with you because... When you order a... Flatbread, you're like I had. I had one. I'm good. You 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 finish it off for a quesadilla. If there's like yeah, one, and left. it's
0: usually like I'll order a flatbread. That's like, oh, that's an interesting combination of ingredients. Let's try it. And if I take a bite and I don't like it, I'm like, oh, well, we tried it. Whereas with a quesadilla, it's like if I got this a, a quesadilla and I didn't like it, I would be very disappointed in that quesadilla because I wanted so much more from it. And so I think that means that I love quesadillas. You- And I like flatbreads, so we're going to move on quesadillas. This is the kind of logic you can look for, you can hope to find on this podcast here. Um, Next matchup, a little bit more niche. I'd say probably our most niche matchup, except maybe the next one as well. Corn fritters versus crispy Brussels sprouts. Now, had we narrowed down the field a bit, I think I would have eliminated crispy Brussels sprouts because I consider that as a side. Whoa. It's important to differentiate between sides Travis. and appetizers. That's why you'll see french fries, I do not think are on Oh, they are. They are on this. And you have them against they're tater they're here. What is wrong with you? Point is, we'll get to that when we get to it. But there are it, it, crispy Brussels sprouts to me is a great side. I don't think that it's a great appetizer. I also don't have a lot of experience with corn fritters. And being a northerner, I came to them later in life. But I will say when I discovered them, which was on one of the Cheesecake Factory's weird menus that comes out, and then you don't know if they're making it a new page or if it's just there for a little bit. I had corn fritters for the first time at a Cheesecake Factory a few years ago, probably 10 years ago at this point now. Change my life. Delicious. Absolutely wow. delicious. What an incredible concept. It's like corn and breading and it's fried. And I don't really know what it is and or why it is. And cheese on
1: the top afterwards when it comes out.
0: Dipping it in sauce is very oh, rewarding. I love something. everything about a corn fritter. They're not as widely available. And I love crispy Brussels sprouts. Love them. Especially if there's like a balsamic-y glaze situation happening in there. I'm all in on that. But I'm going to say, because I consider that a side more than an app, on this one, I will go with corn fritters. What do you guys think? Well, I already know Travis has very
2: strong feelings because we argued about this while we were making the bracket. I love crispy Brussels sprouts. Um, as an adult, I became to like them. No kid
0: grows up eating Brussels sprouts and loves I did. them. I didn't. Yeah, you're oh. right. I didn't love them, but I did like them and I grew up eating them. But they so were not what? what they are today. They were like, i no. no would take no, the frozen no. ones, put them in this little pot that we would use for our vegetables that ha- it was like ceramic and had a little lid on it. She would put it in the microwave, heat it up, <laughs> cover it in butter and give them <laughs> to us. That was how we had our vegetables. Yeah. And- now
2: it, they're like elevated Brussels sprouts. Now I make them with the balsamic glaze. I put a little bacon in there. Yeah. So much better You got to start treating them like eat. little baby cabbages. Oh, they're so good. Corn fritters. I've never had one. Oh, my God. So I know. I can't argue. I really, oh, my God. I need you to have
0: one. Because I really you can't, I can't describe argue it. for it. I can't on paper, it, looks, it. And I respect your integrity in that. But it, on paper, it does look like a what are you talking about? But, man, very, very good. And I already know Travis
2: loves corn fritters. But I have got to stick by Crispy Brussels because they're awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, mm. you can. All you right. Can stick Come on, them, Travis. Fritters are moving. Yeah, Travis,
0: you got to stop like just celebrating that. I said I like corn fritters and you've got to bring something to the table here, preferably a plate of corn fritters. But what do you got?
1: I mean, I wish I wouldn't, <laughs> but like I some not to throw out this restaurant doesn't sponsor us either, but bar taco had. I don't know if they still have them anymore, but these corn fritters and you just dip them in like a ranch sauce and they're just they're the perfect starter for your night. Mm. Then you get a couple tacos later. Mm. You get a little dessert afterwards. Sure, so perfect.
0: Perfect. And I'm realizing as we're going through this that we should have probably established this as a appet like bar food restaurant appetite, American restaurant appetizers yes. because I'm I'm thinking through and I'm like oh my god there's so many appetizers from other types of restaurants that we're not doing and I want to just make clear that this is mostly like widely available at an American bar or restaurant type situation. We don't mean to offend anybody. We just don't know enough to get into the details of other (laughs) cultures, cuisines. This fried garbage is what we were born into. And it's what we we will offend
1: you if we try to talk about your food.
0: Yes, exactly. We were forged in this exact type of steel. So that is why we, this is our expertise. All right. So we're moving corn fritters on. Yep. So now, just so you know, chicken wings didn't make it out of the first round, but (laughs) corn fritters did. That's usually the sign of a good bracket. (laughs) Okay, next up we have, I believe that says charcuterie board. It at least is trying to say charcuterie (laughs) board. And that is facing off up against spinach and artichoke dip. Now, this is the food item I was referencing when I was saying that the chips and dip category is basically any chip with any dip because this spinach and artichoke dip Is the exception. It is a standalone. It like burst onto the scene. I want to say back when I was in high school, it probably predates that, but I remember it all of a sudden being everywhere. Being My like, dad would
1: always get it. Like,
0: and it's weird. Take it to the bank. Yes. It's weird because there are other dips that could have been as popular. I don't think people are that passionate about artichokes. I know that you can even, I made a spinach dip for the Super Bowl. That's right. I cooked kind of, and there wasn't even a suggestion of putting an artichoke in it, and it tasted <laughs> essentially the same. It's basically just cheese with a little bit of substance in it so you're not just dipping into a melty bowl of cream cheese and uh, a ranch dressing packet. So it's flavorful, cheesy, hot dip. I think it's not the same, but I would consider this in the same category as like a crab dip in Maryland where you get a hot, anything that comes in a crock as a dip. Mm. And then on the side, you can have anything from a chip to something more you know, substantial toasted bread. like a toasted bread or like a pita chip, that kind of situation. I'm also realizing we forgot hummus. doesn't matter. So this is uh, uh, that dip, type of dip, up against a plate, a platter, if you will, a cutting board, essentially, of various meats and cheeses. Now- I mean, looking back
1: at it, it, this isn't even fair to spinach artichoke dip.
0: Oh, I disagree completely.
1: It's like going up against an all-star team.
0: I disagree completely, and I want okay. to tell you why. Let me hear cold this. Cold cuts are disgusting. <laughs> cold Whoa. cuts are I, disgusting. First of all, I hate everything about cold cuts.
1: East Coast people that call it cold cuts.
0: That's what they are. Meat. What do you call them? Well, it? Well, what it's called. Meats. What do you? Deli meat is an even grosser way to change to phrase it. How do you refer to these disgusting slabs of cold meat? Lunch meat. Lunch meat is an even grosser okay, way. Okay, l- lunch good meat indication, sounds a little better. A good indication of a food being yucky is when every <laughs> different way of referring to it sounds yucky. Lunch meat, deli meat, cold cuts. It's very difficult. Charcuterie was the first word that made people go, oh, that actually sounds fancy. And it is nicer meats. Oftentimes, it is nicer meats. It's the meats that your annoying friend who goes to the gym too much feels the need to pronounce as if they are off the boat from Italy. It's your gabagool, your brajol, <laughs> so your, uh, your your soprasate. <laughs> it's your projute. It's all the words. And it's that, so good. Mozzarella. And it's so good, though. Yeah, it's so Mortadella. Good. It's all those meats on yes, a, they're all on there. a they're piece all of wood in a pile with often no uh, designation of which is which. No like, hey, here's mortadella. Here's what that is. Nothing. It's just like, yeah, it's a meat in a pile. Try it. So for people who uh, tend to prefer different types of meats and stay away from others. It's a difficult, it's a landmine. You're dropping a field of landmines on my table. And I'm like, I hope I don't pick, same thing with cheeses. I love certain cheeses, but then there's other cheeses that if I'll put it in the way that my haters would phrase it, my, my palate is not refined enough to enjoy yet. I'm not a big fan of an offensively stinky cheese. Maybe someday I will be, but right now I'm not. And so if I have to ask, oftentimes on a charcuterie board, it doesn't tell you specifically what it is. It says a daily selection of meats and cheeses. Then I have to be that jerk that when it shows up at the table, I have to be like, which cheese is which? And don't use big fancy words. Say that this one's okay, Katie, and this one you should avoid because I don't want (laughs) to bite into something and be like, I didn't want that. It tastes like sour milk.
1: Well, holding it against it, that because you're afraid to ask, they shouldn't get blamed for that. Also, there are some restaurants that put little flags and sometimes let you know what not it is. All.
0: And it's important that we generalize as much as possible when doing this. bracket. So I will live and die by a charcuterie board, live and
2: die. Absolutely love it. However, Spinach artichoke dip is absolutely delicious. And to Katie's point, I feel like it's really hard to mess up a spinach artichoke dip. It is, however, hard. I made one. That's the best evidence. I made one and it was
0: good. And
2: it is, however, hard. Well, easy, I should say, to mess up a charcuterie board. If you don't get the right amount of meats to cheeses, if you don't get the right cheeses, because there are plenty of cheeses, to Katie's point, that don't taste very good or that don't pair really well with all the meats that you have. And you also need to offer some sort of jelly or jam. You need to offer some sort of mustard, something to go with it. I can make a very good charcuterie board. Not many people can. That's right, baby. Toot that Toot horn it. of yours. Yes. Toot that horn. Yes. I love a charcuterie I board. I just
0: think a charcuterie board, in order to be trusted, you have to be going to a certain level of restaurant. And yes. I don't want this bracket to exclude anybody on the basis of a uh, price point. Well, and that's what I'm Charcuterie why boards are supposed to be fine meats and fine cheeses. You end up getting just a pile of these things that the best version of it is so good, but the chances that every single person at the table likes enough of the same and enough of the different things on it, it's just a hit or miss that you usually end up sending back with a pile of meat you didn't touch because nobody liked it, or a pile of cheese you didn't touch because nobody liked it. And to that
2: point, as much as it absolutely pains me to say that charcuterie board has got to go- Travis is going to
0: lose his mind right now. (laughs) I thought this was like the easiest My, one. my Italian
2: grandmother is so mad at me For but, not just absolutely Shoving along charcuterie board But I do think spinach artichoke dip Is a bigger crowd pleaser I, I
1: feel like but spinach artichoke Is basic It's, it's simple It is
2: basic <laughs> and that's exactly why more yeah, people it How, like how it often
1: basic. when you Have gone out Do you get that All the time. It, it used to be popular It's long gone
2: Uh, Don't get me wrong. I fully one hundred percent agree with you that charcuterie board is the way to go. But I do think if it we're feels talking about Everybody to involved. counter that
0: argument, to counter where we're at as a culture, Travis. If that's the argument you're going to make that we've evolved past spindip and onto charcuterie boards, I would say charcuterie boards are for people who want to make it sound like they're cool and artsy because they're they get a deconstructed piece of wood covered in meat and cheese. And other people are like, yeah, just give me the meat melt, the cheese melted on the meat on a piece of bread so I can just eat it.
1: Would you order spinach artichoke or queso?
0: Um, probably queso.
1: See, it's not even the. It's not even in the.
0: But that's not the, the matchup di- that's happening here. That matchup can happen because of the way you built this bracket. But that's not the matchup happening here. We can't say. Do you really think Gonzaga is going to be able to beat? We can't do. We don't have to look ahead. Look at this matchup right here. If you're at a TGI Fridays, Mm -hmm. are you ordering a charcuterie board or spinach and artichoke dip? Because I'm ordering spin dip because I just know they'll pull it off better. I know the charcuterie board is going to be a cosplay of what a fancy charcuterie board would look like. And it's not going to leave me, pleased.
1: Well, now you're picking a specific restaurant. I don't think that's fair.
0: You I can. You are board. welcome to pick a different restaurant and counter my argument, but you aren't allowed to just say that my argument doesn't make sense to you.
1: Give me a restaurant of board quality, and I am going to a charcuterie board. Yeah, It's yes. also another one of those things where I don't. I think you are going to get that charcuterie board more empty than that spinach ship. The spinach ship never gets emptied out. It never gets empty. I
0: don't know what kind of friends you have. We empty that spinach ship and ask for more. Well, I also think that the ratio
2: of how many. Chips, chips pita bread whatever that they give on the side needs to match
0: the amount of spinach dip they're giving you because totally that is a weakness that is absolutely a weakness if all thank the you and a lot of are places gone, aren't going to just give you extra left. that's right uh, that's right it does depend a lot on the kind of server you have if you have a great chill awesome server they usually i mean the best ones will just bring over more and then they don't make you feel bad about it.
1: It depends on what kind of chip they give you. Will they give you more for free?
0: That also depends. But I would say you can't argue while arguing for charcuterie boards that it depends on what type they give you because a charcuterie board by nature is you have no idea what's coming. Somebody could call something a charcuterie board and give you a bunch of just like salami.
1: But you can ask, you can see what's on it.
0: Sure, and then you can decide if you want to order it or not. You don't have to ask what's in spinach and artichoke dip before you order it. You know exactly what you're getting.
1: Yeah, and you're, I you're, was you're leaning ten pita spinach
0: artichoke I was leaning spinach artichoke dip simply because
2: I think it's a bigger crowd favorite but not giving into peer pressure charcuterie board
0: okay I'll move charcuterie board on to the next round if that's what you guys want, Woo! I think I I went down with a valiant fight against it. I also want to know you to know it that a good as argument. an Italian, I respect it, I understand it, and I've battled against it my entire life. So this is actually the match the matchup I was most prepared to dominate. But I will accept the L, I will hold it, and we will move on to the next one, which is sliders versus egg rolls. My God, the first round is impossible of this bracket. <laughs> Now, an egg roll will encompass all the different uh, culinary ways in which it's used, like a Southwest egg roll, a traditional egg roll with Chinese cuisine, a Philly cheesesteak egg roll. Um, I'm sure there's like cheeseburger egg rolls that I've had before that are somehow different from a Philly cheesesteak egg roll. I don't know how, but they are. So egg roll is going to be all of those things. Now, a slider is going to be not just the traditional burger slider, but it also encompasses a crab cake slider, a short rib slider, a pulled pork slider, a uh, fried chicken slider. All of those are under that category. Are we clear on what the actual matchup of sliders versus egg rolls is? Yes. now Now that we know that. What are, what, what are we going to do? Egg rolls.
1: This, this might be the toughest one for me.
0: Egg, Egg rolls bring a crispiness that I wanna, sliders I may hear be your lacking. reasoning.
2: Um, so, as much as my boyfriend makes fun of me, I'm very big on the delivery method. Mm, and so me that's why I prefer eating things in a certain way. So I like egg rolls because they're easy and it feels almost like a taco. Everything is in this nice little compact little egg roll and it's easier to eat. It's easy to dip into the sauce. You can put virtually the same things that you would put on a slider into an egg roll. Easier to eat. It's crunchy and it's easier to dip into your side sauce. I rest my case.
0: I would counter that with. Sliders are supposed to be the easier-to-eat answer to burgers. So I think ease of eating, for the most part, with a slider is high. Now, I will immediately say there is a place near me that makes these uh, uh, meatball sliders that are on a garlic knot. And it, it is absolutely as delicious as it sounds. It's Ooh. meatball, cheese, and a garlic knot with marinara sauce, it's just a little bit hard to eat because the toughness of the garlic knot smushes the meatball in the middle and it kind of falls apart. Mm. That is the exception. I think most sliders are a little bit easier to eat, but an egg roll will always be easy to eat. The problem with an egg roll is sometimes if there's a spice in it that you don't like, it overpowers everything else inside of it or an ingredient in it that you don't like it's not as easily customizable whereas if you get a slider and you don't like lettuce on your burger you can just pop that right off and resume eating your burger an egg roll is like well, it's already in there and we're just gonna fry it so I can't go in and take the beans out of it I can't customize your egg roll you could argue that you know everything shouldn't be customizable and you should trust the restaurant is going to put the right ingredients in it but For people who like to change things to the way that they like them, even at the table, not making a a person in the kitchen do it, you can do that with a slider, whereas you cannot do that with. And I would also say that it is easier to burn an
2: egg roll or to make it crispier than anticipated Mm. versus it's kind of hard to overcook or overdo a slider. However, I'm still sticking with
0: egg rolls.
1: Yeah, there's, there's more room for air with the egg roll.
2: We
0: have to make a call because it's four thirty, and I just realized that means we have half an hour to finish this bracket. What are going we going sli- with?
1: I'm going with sliders on. I th- I think the delivery is still easy is easy enough with sliders, and you can get the you don't have to dip it because the sauce can be put right on it.
0: I'm gonna go with sliders because I think that no! they are there's more you can do more with it. Ugh. There is a lot that can be done with egg rolls, but I just don't think people are doing it as much.
2: Okay, fine. It's like a small burger,
0: I, but I do. It's a great <laughs> argument you made, Christina. And I do love an, like an avocado egg roll. Really delicious. Ugh, love a good egg roll. But we're moving on sliders because we have to. Next up, toasted ravioli versus jalapeno poppers. I'm going to go with toasted ravioli. I know it's essentially a mozzarella stick, but it's got that added layer of pasta. And anytime you add pasta to something, I can't say no. Plus, I'm a big baby who can't eat spicy peppers. Other arguments. I
2: have never had a toasted ravioli. However, it sounds wildly more delicious than a jalapeno popper, but I do love jalapeno poppers.
1: I love jalapeno poppers, but far too many times have I ordered and what they bring out does not meet my standards.
2: Wow. True. No, I will wow. agree with you. Whereas, I will agree with you.
1: Toasted ravioli, you know what you're going to get.
0: Yeah,
2: I will trust your judgment on toasted raviolis because I love regular raviolis. So I'm willing to go with the food item I have never had and
0: say, let's move along raviolis. I can't believe you guys took dumplings off this off the field. It's disappointing. Moving on. Toasted ravioli moves on for anybody who doesn't know it's a ravioli and then they deep fry it. So it's pretty sick. Uh, next matchup. This is just your basic Olive Garden matchup. We got soup versus <laughs> salad. <laughs> this is tough because it's all types of soup and it's all types of salad. Uh, are we including chili? Uh, I, I think don't. got I, I think you don't, I don't consider chili a soup. Neither do I, but I think for the purposes of this bracket, it makes the most sense. It's not going to make a difference for me either way. It's um, not, it doesn't make a difference for me either. Do you have an immediate opinion? salad salad only
2: because I will I'm not a big super salad orderer when I go to a restaurant if I'm going to order an appetizer it's not going to be a super salad nine out of ten times but I think that you could order a salad at all times of the year I'm not ordering a soup middle of summer oh, unless it's maybe a clam
0: chowder or, or something like that or a gazpacho Eh, now that that's kind of freaks me out. Soup. The other cold thing, soup the main thing here in terms of the matchup is shareability. You can get a salad that you split amongst the table. You cannot you can't get a, a soup, soup and split it. It's just these are you can also get an individual salad. But soup is only individual. It's not to be shared with others. Because that's And gross. it shouldn't Don't be put the spoon in others. your mouth and then put your spoon into yeah. soup. Gross. No.
1: Salad it is.
0: I think salad is what we have to, but I love soup. I, I love do love good soup, so much.
2: I wish I potatoes. wish we had more time. I, I prefer I to eat soup in the comfort of my own home. I don't mm. typically order soup when I'm at a restaurant. That's true.
0: I think that's fair. And honestly, Olive Garden soup, unlimited soup, salad, and bread sticks, the salad and the breadsticks are the top of that. It's the soup is mm-hmm. you're just getting it because you're like, well, if I don't, they're gonna think I just came here for salad and bread, which I did. Salad wins. Man, we could be going into so much more detail. Now you guys understand the (laughs) difficulty of doing a bracket.
1: Should have started at three.
0: We should have uh, zucchini fries versus fried green beans. All right, this is uh, we should have skipped this one. This is the same food to me because when we're talking appetizers, the difference between a zucchini and a bean is not something I'm acknowledging.
1: There's a big it's difference green. in the tex- in texture. I know that
0: there is. There is a big texture but difference. In, yes, but in terms of an appetizer, if if a restaurant had both of those on the menu, I'd be shocked. An appetizer section of a menu is usually like eight things long. You're, you're right. Not a good, a good restaurant would have fried green beans to a of the fried green <laughs> item. So I'm going to back out of this one. I don't know which one's better. It's probably green beans, I think. Yep, You're right. Let's just say green beans. Okay. Yep. Fried green beans is better because it's not wet. You're not frying something wet. It has an out encapsulated. It has a wall. so gross. Easier to fry. Uh, next up, French fries versus tater tots. This is just a semantics issue for me. I believe I tater tots is, is criminal the, that you p- these against one. each other. No, it's easy. Tater tots is the only one able to be called an appetizer. French fries are a side.
2: So are right, essentially logic, the same food.
0: Okay. Tater tots are, a, are an appetizer because you usually yeah. load them with things. You can get loaded fries, but even then it's still seen as a side. And that's me giving you that as a gift because that means you can order any of these appetizers and then also French fries because they're a side. They should be involved whenever they want to be involved. They if don't have going to be with at with that the logic, yes, French fries are side. However, right.
2: I do, mm-hmm. I will choose French fries over tater tots. Okay, I just well, realized a, a
1: mistake in the bracket.
0: What? <laughs> what?
1: Onion rings are on here twice.
0: Oh Jesus Christ! I'm gonna really replace weird. it with dumplings. Oh. Fixed. Replacing it with dumplings. Uh, next matchup. This is our third to last matchup. We have fried calamari versus crab cakes. Now this is very similar to the shrimp cocktail versus oysters, except this is in the cooked and fried category. So fried calamari is weirdly very popular. You would think because of what it is that it would be not as popular. This is a heavy hitter one right here. But fried calamari is like a kind of seafood that's almost so much, it's just so easy to eat. It's small, it's easy to share the fried amount. And I feel like a lot of people who
2: don't super love seafood still like still eat it. It's almost
0: like popcorn. It's like popcorn seafood that you you can can drown it
2: with whatever fun cocktail sauce they give you on the side. Now
0: I love a crab cake more than most things. That's the cops and it's on my side. It's not your cops. Those are my cops. Um, but (laughs) crab cake, the problem with crab cake is the dependence. It depends on if it's, percentage of crab versus percentage of cake some places have good cake and so you can get one that's a lot more cake than crab and it's actually better that way others it's too much crab and it's not high quality crab and then you're like oh i wish they masked this was a little bit of cake so i will say i will die for the best crab crepe crab cake i love the best crab cake but in a fried calamari versus crab cake late round matchup or late early round but late in this bracket matchup i would just go with fried calamari because it's the crowd pleaser and It's easier to share among more people than one or two
1: bingo shareability it is there and it's hard to mess up fried calamari
0: yeah, no i would actually say it's
2: pretty easy to mess up fried calamari because have you ever had fried calamari that's too chewy it's a little too yes, rubbery. Yes, yes, yes. What? It's like, I cooked it 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 properly. Just
0: as easy to mess up as a crab cake, if not. Oh, absolutely. Harder. So,
2: if, so then it comes down to just shareability. And yeah, match up, that You got to give it to
0: calamari. Calamari moves on. Next up, we have soft pretzels versus not onion rings, but dumplings. Because Travis put onion rings in here, a food he didn't even fight for. He put it in here twice. <laughs> soft pretzels versus dumplings. Which now I've backed myself up into a matchup of death. I. I love them. I will go I love to them my both.
1: I will just kill me if pretzels don't win I will fight for them here's the the death
0: pretzels are delicious yes so delicious. I love soft pretzels they are weirdly easy to mess up if they're not warm enough if it doesn't have that like twang that makes you want the mustard that like whatever that is that the outside is made out of give me that beer cheese feeling is like soft pretzels are very 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 good they're not as widely available as you'd think. Now, I, a, oh, I feel
1: like the, um, they're on every menu these a days. Dumpling,
0: however, is just like an egg roll. It's a pocket full of flavor that you dip into a sauce. A dumpling, what we called Peking ravioli in Boston, is mostly just called dumpling everywhere else, but it was like a perfectly like a thick thick casing and covered covering pork meat and it was crunchy but soft and it was as it a was dumpling like,
2: lover that sounds oh, amazing i actually had dumplings oh last night i love dumplings um, so much i love dumplings so much however if we're going in terms of easy to share Nine out of ten times, you're going to find it on an appetizer bar menu over dumplings. I feel like if you go to a bar or, you know, a restaurant that doesn't specialize in that type of food. Dumplings I feel are like...
0: versatile. Dumplings are like an egg roll. You but, can. But, you but I feel, feel like, like you're like going to find soft pretzels spin on more it. often than you would dumplings. I think uh, sports venue. I think snack more no, than I'm I think. Thinking... Like popcorn isn't on here. Popcorn's a great appetizer, but it's a snack food.
1: But... A good Bavarian soft pretzel, and this is one thing that we oh haven't taken a, taken That's into account when talking about our appetizers, is pairing it with your drink. And
2: what? Ah, uh, yeah, though, but pretzel like a with a good beer with
1: a good beer. Mwah. Oh,
2: chef's kiss! It's
1: the best. A dumpling, you don't no. At an, it just
0: it doesn't appeal. Me? It doesn't appeal. At a sushi restaurant, when you go with a bunch of your friends to a sushi restaurant, what do you, oh my God, I can't do a food bracket with this man. Travis when you go to a sushi restaurant especially if you're with people who are like i don't really eat sushi that much it's like then let's get the gyoza or gyoza i still don't know how to properly pronounce it but i try my best and i Good also apologize it's a it's a dumpling a dumpling is like a a very it's, it's an entry point to many cuisines that you might not know anything about but it's like well i can start with this and th- then we'll see where we go i'm further. a
2: dumpling lover but i feel like more people are apt to choose soft pretzels over a dumpling.
1: Also, oh, man. how many places can you go to and find a dumpling on the menu?
2: A ton. Compared- I, I, yeah, I just said that. I, th- I feel like I more bars I, I never and see restaurants it. have
0: soft pretzels versus yeah. dumplings. I never see soft menu. pretzels on the menu.
1: Clearly, you just have a thing out against soft pretzels. I love look.
0: soft pretzels. It's so funny. It's like my favorite thing. I didn't want them to tear down the Nassau Coliseum because they used to have these <laughs> braided pretzels. It wasn't like a like a, the normal pretzel shape. It was a braid Ooh. and it was awesome. It was the best soft pretzel in professional hockey and it's gone.
1: I was at a wedding and at the end they had drunk food and soft pretzels for one of the items and it was amazing.
0: All right. So I put dumplings in here and we're going to, you're going to, all right. Soft pretzels moves pretzels. on. Onion, ring, onion rings would
1: have stood a better chance.
0: I'm unhappy. Last matchup. Fried pickles oh, versus... Is, what is this last one, Travis? Boudin
1: balls. This is a tough I've one I've never for had me.
0: a... Boudin, boudin balls? Boudin I, mean, I need or you to tell me what a boudin ball is.
1: Sausage and rice. Oh, it's a like casing. a... It's
0: like a... um um um. Oh, what is that called in Italian cuisine?
1: It's big in It's like in a risotto like,
0: ball, but it's called something else. It's big arancini. in like
1: Louisiana. It's arancini. Sure.
0: It's rice with meat in a bowl, fried it's bowl. so
1: good. But yeah. fried pickles are so amazing.
0: Frickles, frickles all the way because they're easier to
2: share. They're absolutely delicious. And I've never had a boudin, boudin ball.
1: Question though, how do you like your fried pickles? Fried. No, do you no, like, the like spe- a chip the,
2: or a spear? Do you want a chip or a spear? I like a chip. Me too. Chip. The spear, I'll the, still, the I'll breading falls like off. A, I'll still eat it like a spear, but yeah, the breading tends to fall off. So I go pickle
0: like little ch- um i think the simple answer here was to mix budan balls risotto balls arancini and fried mac and cheese into one category i don't think that you should have given this its own
1: well category. actually
0: i said that this morning that i didn't understand what a boudin ball is but Travis- we were at the Corn but this morning we, we were trying yeah. to get to yeah. we
1: were trying to get to 64. But then this again, you
0: cannot tell me that the flaw that it's my fault because your goal was to get to a <laughs> dumb goal that as a producer of a podcast you knew we were not going to get through 64. That's just one round and then you have to go to all the future rounds.
1: I will I will say to my defense of like the chicken wings versus the chicken tenders. Yeah. This technically is the second round.
0: That's right. Now it is.
1: No. This was the round of 32, so this technically was the you're second a, round.
0: You're, a, you're the worst kind of person to argue <laughs> with because you reverse engineer it so that you're right. Okay, so fried pickles moves on, and we are done with the first round, and we now have to kind of fly through the next round. Where is the list of what made it? Up top. In the dock or in the... Nope,
1: I'm going to have to just tell you.
0: Okay, oh. that's... Oh, unless you want me to share my screen. Incredibly nervous. Nope, you're okay. So our first matchup in the next round. How many ads do we have? Do we have two more?
1: We have one, one more?
0: more. Okay, one more. So whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you doing? Sharing your screen? Whoa! This is making me very anxious because now I can't see anything but this. Okay.
1: There, you're fine. Back. So let's
0: my- do let's do an ad after this round. Cool. Okay. All right, let's go. But we only have one more. You said. Then maybe we'll just wait. Okay. This next round matchup is chicken fingers versus fried mac and cheese. Fried mac and cheese,
1: chicken fingers.
0: Oh, that makes it easy for me, huh?
2: Fried All mac right. and cheese is just so much better, though. It's richer. It's a one trick pony, a good though. Mac and cheese. What? Okay. But Travis
0: maybe. has a I hate. Maybe saying. Travis has a point because the different sauces can change the game for the chicken fingers. But let's True. be honest with ourselves. Most times, you're just getting chicken fingers. It comes with honey mustard and barbecue ketchup well you know you can go to like
1: you can go to places and order them sauceless and then you get the sauce on the side so
2: you can go back and
0: i do know that of course i know that as a person with the palate of a child of course i know that you can engineer chicken fingers to seem if you're going
2: to to order chicken fingers at a restaurant typically it's just chicken breaded chicken with mustard or ketchup on the side
0: you know what the best argument it is the best argument here is that chicken fingers are a meal and fried mac and cheese could never be a meal Mac yep, and cheese so. is a mac meal. And cheese it is. Fried mac and cheese is a repurposing of a meal to make it into an appetizer. I chicken have such fingers. A are- deep love for fried mac. And I cheese. can't tell you how many times I've been with somebody who orders chicken fingers as, like, the appetizer as their meal. It happens a lot.
2: That is very true. It happens more often. It's also, because I usually
0: eat not. meals with the same people, and that same person is Julie, my brother's wife, my now sister-in-law, <laughs> and she always gets at every restaurant the chicken finger appetizer as her meal. I think it's fried mac and cheese. I think fried yes. mac and cheese in the appetizer category has to move forward. Next matchup.
1: Shrimp cocktail versus mozzarella,
0: mozzarella sticks. Mozzarella sticks. Okay. Shrimp cocktail versus mozzarella sticks. Now this is where you're getting into mozzarella sticks. It's hard to be offended by a mozzarella stick, but there are people who don't eat or have allergies to. Is shrimp a shellfish technically? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it could introduce an allergy problem. And uh,
2: I feel like the, the table. a mozzarella stick is wildly a crowd pleaser versus exactly. if I no order one's like I shrimp cocktail if, yeah. everyone's if I like, don't like yes
0: if I don't like a mozzarella stick I'm not offended by you ordering one at the table whereas sometimes people mm-hmm. are just like creeped out shrimp are a little bit creepy looking I think they're delicious I think they get a bad rap but I do know that between that and the fact that they're a lot more expensive and mozzarella sticks are just easy and they pleasey, I think we go mozzarella sticks wins this matchup okay agree next
1: guac versus quesadillas
0: oh my god mm. or queso
1: yeah chips salsa. and
0: dip versus quesadilla chips and dip if we're going, going
2: true appetizer that's not going to fill me up and it's easier to share chips and dip
1: yeah if we're if chicken fingers can't advance then quesadillas can't advance either
0: say well say that's just a that. personal yeah, what? that's say, just a personal you, have to problem. Re- you always because, forget to give the point because, of quesadilla, just because, because quesadillas mad. can be
1: ordered as a meal too
0: like, well that's look th- I don't want us True. to get too bogged down in that but I do think chicken fingers if we had to pick one thing on our appetizers second round the list of remaining it's like chicken fingers can be a meal sure a quesadilla can be a meal technically a flatbread could be a meal anything can be a meal it's like any pizza can be a personal pizza if you're committed to finishing it <laughs> Uh, so I think that we can't use that argument too much. I don't think it's as true for a quesadilla. But if you're playing a numbers game, if you have a big party, quesadilla is like somebody's not going to get some.
2: Or someone's yeah. going to get that weird end piece because it's hard to cut the quesadilla
0: yeah. perfectly. Yeah. There's basically In a quesadilla,
1: there's basically two good pieces and then the, the edges.
0: Okay, but I will counter that with melted cheese. A huge part of a quesadilla is the melted cheese. Chips are just chips and dips are just wet.
1: But you could get the melted cheese with the chips.
0: Melted cheese. That makes it nachos. That makes it nachos. No,
1: remember queso was included in the guac and salsa. Okay.
0: All right. So it could be chips and queso, which would fix the melted cheese problem.
1: I'm going with that. And
0: if
2: if I have the option to get chips and queso versus a quesadilla, I'm getting chips and queso.
0: Okay. All right. I mean, this one I'm a little bit more on the fence with because I think that we are. I think chips and dip is the most basic of appetizers. I think it's the like, I don't want to go around the table and see who wants what. Let's just, you know what? Without even looking at the menu, do you guys do a chips and queso? We'll grab one of those. Oh, I
1: sit down and I'm just like...
0: it's like order. an immediate, don't snap. Travis, yeah. do not snap. <laughs> Travis just said he sits down and puts his hand in the air and snaps and says, let's order. Let's, maybe we don't snap at our servers. And I take my servers. empty glass
1: and go like this. Oh, good. This is no. good. Yeah, do
0: you do the thing with the straw where you're like,
1: no, I don't do it clear I don't, you're
0: done with your drink? I don't need a straw. Do you yell if the refills aren't free?
1: Well, I, I know that my drink is going to be, I can't get the refill for free. What percent
0: pop. do you tip?
1: Uh, start out at 18. Oh,
0: that's good, Travis. That's pretty good.
1: That's especially great. like now, like
0: yeah. Now I'm at a point where I said to Dan the other day, I'm like, look, we are we are tipping thirty percent, which is super nice. But when we order uh, a fancy dinner for us, do we got to go thirty percent on that? It's still <laughs> the same delivery. The delivering is what you're is what you're tipping on. And he's like, yes. I'm like, okay, you're right. You're a better person than me. It just is like, woof. It's a all lot right. of money for a steak dinner. Moving on. Wait, what did we move on to the next round? Chips and dip. But yep. just keep that in mind going into the next round. Let's not advance the easiest, most basic one, the furthest. Corn
1: fritters a versus a charcuterie board.
0: Corn fritters versus a charcuterie board. All right, right, I'm um, screw it. Stop. If we're all just going with our personal opinions, I'm going corn fritters. Now you guys fight it out. Oh man,
2: this is I will still stand by a charcuterie board, but I know that you have very strong opinions. Yeah, for corn fritters. the
1: corn fritters, pound for pound, are one of the best left on the board. It, it's what it but packs. But also in-
2: think of where where can you buy a corn fritter aside from. The one place you said has really good. Where can food? you cheesecake get a factory? That's a cheesecake factory. This podcast is not brought to you by the cheesecake factory
1: <laughs> and bar taco. Where can you get a quality <laughs> charcuterie board at
2: any Italian
0: restaurant, any wine bar. Yep. I rest my case. Travis, this really is your category because these are the two that you wanted. Also, to die for. So go ahead. If this were spin dip,
1: if I want, if, since we can't really go out right now, if I want to order appetizers at home, going to get that charcuterie board is going to be a little hard. Go to corn fritters.
0: That doesn't make any sense. We said we I don't were going to do it based can... on the restaurant. Oh, going to exactly. it? I'm still going corn fritters. Sorry. I'm fine with going corn fritters. And I'm not going to feel bad about it because I don't want a charcuterie board. I didn't want it to make it this far anyway. Charcuterie right. board is too broad of a... It's like... it's a, All it means is plate. It's a plate. You can put whatever you want on it. That's too much. Too much variety. Corn fritters. Making okay, it way fine. too far in this bracket. <laughs> the Cinderella <gasps> story of corn fritters. Uh, next matchup sliders versus
1: toasted, toasted ravioli.
0: ravioli. Oh my goodness. Mm. Uh sliders versus toasted ravioli. I think that I think we More have variety. to. I think you have to. I think because toasted ravioli you can only really get at an Italian restaurant whereas sliders you can really get anywhere and it can wear whatever cuisine of the restaurant that it's at. You can make like a slider version of mm-hmm. a of a they called them bocce ball sliders the one I was talking about where hmm. it's like a meatball on a garlic knot you can make a fried chicken sandwich slider it's just a small sandwich that you can share with other people when you don't want to order an entire sandwich i think we got yeah go and i yep. think
2: it's harder to share the raviolis everybody gets one or a half a one
0: depending on how many come in the dish no Sliders. you've not seen no, you that you're revealing You're revealing now that you've never had them because nobody i've never a had one I, of, I told you i already it was so funny to hear you say that you either get one or a half of one because you don't share it's like a calamari it's like you just it's one bite it's them. dipping yeah. Well, um, bucks, next one salad monster. versus
1: green fried green beans
0: oh my god what a lame category <laughs> salad this versus category fried sucks. green beans i mean my heart wants to say fried green beans because it is salad but fried uh um, fried green beans is something I think. to having a nice like cold getting your vegetables out of the way so you can really go to town but i would also say salad technically not an appetizer you get you can get an appetizer and a salad you could also get a side salad with your dinner. Whoa, now we're getting crazy.
1: Fried green beans, I think, meets
0: I think it meets all of our appetizer qualifications. But I also don't think it's as popular. I've only ever had it at TGI Fridays. I don't think we can move corn fritters and fried green beans onto the next round of appetizers <laughs> yeah, be, and eliminate yeah. salad. It feels yeah. strange. We can do it. It just well, feels
1: well my, my, my vote is green beans, so it's on you two too.
0: Christina, what's your vote?
2: Uh, I, I say green moves. beans because if we're going by the same reasoning of French fries, not being passed along, I think we can't move salad along because you could make it into a side salad. You could still have salad with your meal and you're not getting filled up by it. It just adds to the meal. All
0: right. I would have, voted not gonna for salad, pers- but I'm outnumbered. So we're going to move on fried green beans and let's hope that it gets knocked out because that is not a food that you see on a lot of menus anywhere. <laughs> Next up, we have Tater Tots versus Calamari. Woo wee!
1: This is a heavy hitter.
0: Wooey! Hard.
2: Um Um I say tater tots. I feel like it's a bigger crowd pleaser. Although a lot of people do like calamari, I think it's easier to mess up calamari than it is a tater tots. So you're not going to get disappointed with tater tots.
0: I think a lot of people see tater tots as too boring of a side. I think most people would pick fried calamari. I've been surprised by how popular calamari is at group dining situations, but it's always been a pleasant surprise of like, oh, this many people like calamari? Let's absolutely get the calamari. You feel fancy, but you still stick to your roots. It's a fancy kind of fish, but it it is deep fried and you're dipping it in pizza sauce.
1: Here's what you need to do with tater tots is you need to spice it up, put some toppings on it also.
0: Loaded tater tots.
1: Perfect for the brunch appetizer.
0: Oh yeah. Loaded tater, tater, tater tots are, a, oh, are an yeah. elite brunch appetizer, but yes. we're not Absolutely. just talking about that meal. We're talking about every meal. No, so but I'm going to vote fried calamari. I'm voting tater
2: tots because I don't S- like all of calamari. I don't Thumbs like the weird squid-looking ones. I don't like when they're too. Oh, yeah, rubbery. nobody eats.
0: Not everybody eats those. You just have to eat the circle ones.
2: But yeah, I only like the rings. and I only like the rings that are perfectly battered. All right, Travis. If too rubbery. No, no, no.
1: I wish we had time for the tater tot story. Um,
2: but we don't. So tater tots.
1: No, I oh calamari is usually my default appetizer oh. when I can't find anything. So I'm going with calamari
0: calamari moves on last matchup until we go to the next round soft pretzels versus fried pickles mm, that's hard
1: soft pretzels
0: soft pretzels
2: okay. Yep, soft pretzels
0: all right Fried pickles, It's here's the reason, because people are gonna be like, you're not giving reasons. Fried pickles can sometimes come out as a spear and it's too, it's hard to fry something with a, a breading that will stick on something that's that wet and slippery and it just makes it too hard to eat. But a fried pickle chip is elite. And we need that to be recognized and we respect fried pickles and again, thank them for their service. But soft pretzels help you drink more, which is really what mostly the goal is, especially when we can finally get back out to bars. I'm going to be like, let's do this. I want to be here all day. You can dip it in cheese. You can dip it in mustard. You can eat it on its own. It's got salt. It's small. It's bite sized. It's a very good appetizer.
1: Back to the top. Fried mac and cheese versus mozzarella sticks.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, are you trying to kill me?
1: But listen, th- this bracket has turned out to be some sometimes good
0: Sometimes a fried mac and cheese ball is too big. And sometimes there's too much liquid on the inside. This is a personal opinion. Sometimes, like, I want to cut it open and it to, like, maintain its shape, maybe ooze a little bit. But I want to see the pasta. I want to know. Sometimes you cut into it and it's just like, this could be a fried mashed potato situation. I'm very confused about where the macaroni is. Sometimes it's too oozy. But the point of a mozzarella stick is to be oozy.
2: Sometimes the mozzarella stick, the cheese is too hard and it's not oozy. That's right. So on on the flip side, I would Mm -hmm. say that a mozzarella stick has a tendency to sometimes not be as ooey gooey as you want it to be. Also, mac and cheese balls
0: are the elite version of a mozzarella stick. But what is handheld versus knife and fork as well? That's something you have to take into account. What mac and somebody eats a mozzarella stick with a knife and fork, you should consider having a conversation with them about it. What mac and
1: cheese bites don't have though is the dipping.
0: Yeah, they do. Yes, they you do. Can, you, can like, ranch, you can dip them in ranch, or you can dip them in. Sometimes uh, they come with like a fancy marinara like sauce. A marinara, yeah.
1: But I feel like that's more for. The, it's. I don't think i mac and
2: cheese ball because I am obsessed with them.
1: Mozzarella sticks.
2: Oh, man. i think this guy this isn't fair the elite version
1: <laughs> oh yeah we have nine minutes to finish this This
0: isn't fair um uh i've had oh, all mac and cheese ball i fried i've had a mac and cheese ball. i think truffle sneaks into mac and cheese balls more than it sneaks into mozzarella sticks and i'm really sick of truffle oil and so i'm i this isn't fair but we're on a time crunch and i literally have to get to an ad read no. or this podcast doesn't count so i'm sorry mozzarella sticks <sighs> take it up with the guy who organized the bracket what's next
1: Uh, It's our guac salsa queso versus corn fritters.
0: Okay. Uh, God, it's two that I'm like, both of these should not be making it this far. Chips and queso. It has to be chips and queso. You're not, there aren't enough places that serve corn fritters, right? Is that something? Is that a fair thing to take into account? But I do love a corn fritter. It's so good. It's fried, whereas chips are, again, just something you can have at your house. Chips and guac.
1: Here we go. Sliders versus green beans. (laughs)
0: Oh sliders,
2: sliders! Get out of
0: all here! Right, let's yeah, keep it sliders.
1: Moving. Calamari versus uh, pretzels.
0: Pretzels, calamari. I
2: say pretzels because I like that you can dip them into cheese, and I can drink a beer with them.
1: Katie, give me your reason real fast.
0: Uh, calamari because it's it's a an evolved. It's evidence that we aren't all just trying to eat what we ate when we were kids. The fact that a lot of Pear. people do genuinely like to order and eat fried calamari to me is proof that yeah most times we just default to cheese covered in bread and dipped in a sauce but sometimes we can surprise ourselves and be fancy and embrace a seafood that most chances are you thought you weren't gonna ever eat but everybody does most people lots of people do seem to like
1: i'm going with pretzels
0: Yes! oh my god we're yes! children
1: <laughs> it's it's the whole beer and pretzel and cheese what round salt. are we
2: in got in rid now. of my mac and cheese ball. so this is what the I final to four to. this is the final four folks what do we got mozzarella sticks
1: versus guac salsa and queso all
2: right well now i'm
0: flipping and i'm going um mozzarella sticks i think it's mozzarella sticks too it's between moz. those two i would order mozzarella sticks for sure it's yep. weird that these get easier as the rounds get later but They do. That's mozzarella sticks is easy in that matchup for me.
1: Sliders versus pretzels. Sliders. Just to make Christina pick it pretzels.
0: Oh,
2: come on. That's so mean. Sliders. Think about it. it, it, Genuinely
0: think about the experience. Think about the differences between. Imagine you're looking at a menu right now and the only two appetizers on it are those two. Which one are you ordering and why? A slider because you could do more with it. Agree. I agree. That's the right choice, Christina. Great job. Thank you. So now it's the final and it's slight. We went through all of that. <laughs> we offended all those cultures <laughs> to end up at sliders versus mozzarella sticks. And we will decide which one wins in just a moment. After I tell you that it's the final matchup and it's between mozzarella sticks and sliders also known as my diet at anything that calls itself a networking event (laughs) this is so hard um mozzarella sticks are you don't think about them no thought required you see mozzarella sticks on a menu and you're like yeah sliders are like what kind of sliders see that's
2: i think the biggest difference because if in a in a crowded room to which I have not been in in quite some time to say, who wants mozzarella sticks? I feel like everybody will say, oh, yeah, I'll I'll do that. I'll do that. If I say sliders, that's the next question.
0: Well, what kind? Yeah. Because then that determines whether or not people are going to want one. Counterpoint, Christina, you not to, you know, use your own opinions against you, but you did move sliders on to the final because of its ability for variety. It's got the opportunity to do more with it. Whereas mozzarella sticks, they require less thought. There's less that can go wrong. But at the same time, there's the ceiling is lower
2: true so I think that it just comes down to are people going to be open to the variety or do they just not want to think and just say you know what give me the thing I know is going to be good consistently because it's hard to mess up or should I be open to the variety of sliders should I possibly try a new slider
0: the philosophical question this all boils down to is do you want to have to think about your appetizer is there a goal being achieved by your appetizer other than I'm hungry and it's going to take a minute for the food to get here? Because mozzarella sticks are the, I'm hungry, give me something, let me snack on it. Sliders are like, well, what am I going to get for my meal? Because if I'm getting a burger for my meal, I'm not going to get sliders as my appetizer because then I'm double burgering.
1: I'm going with mozzarella sticks because of the, it's in the middle of the table. You grab a fork or your fingers. Your hands,
0: you, you use your hand.
1: Well, sometimes if you have like, more of like the cheese style. There's like toothpicks and you, sure, you sure, take sure, a toothpick. Sure, sure, and, sure, sure. But it's just a quick, you can get one. If you just want something just to, you know, you don't want a ton to eat before your meal. You can just get a couple and you're done. Or like a slider, you're having to grab it and break it off.
0: Break it off but, of
1: what? Sometimes they come connected. Like
0: Oh my goodness. Sometimes.
1: I just feel like mozzarella sticks are a true appetizer for the table which as i stated i'd love to just order some apps
0: i respect the ability to make something great a sandwich into something smaller a slider that was innovation that was true innovation hey i want a chicken sandwich but only a little bit of it well you can order a chicken sandwich and everyone can have a bite or i can make a couple mini chicken sandwiches. And I wanna make sure the person who made that decision knows it was brilliant, you have my respect, and you will have my continued patronage. I will continue to buy your product. That being said, most sliders come on plates of three there are more than three people at my table. Sometimes you get four. Sometimes you get a waiter who susses out the situation and is like, you guys want me to put five on the plate? Then you got to wonder, how am I going to get charged for this? But most times you've got to order two plates of sliders and then you're going to want one of each, but you got to pick one because there's six of you and there's only six total sliders. I think in terms of Ordering it, pleasing the most amount of people, offending the least amount of people. It's not feeding that many people. It's not that much sustenance, but I don't think an appetizer is supposed to provide sustenance. It pains me to say this. I feel like we were way too rushed, but I believe if you both are okay with it, we should name mozzarella sticks as the winner of the appetizer bracket here in third month crazy time.
2: Although I wish I had more time to argue
0: why Mac and cheese balls, I know. fried I know. mac and, and cheese. I wish I had should be the ultimate to, winner. I wish I had more time to argue why these, a lot of these shouldn't have made it here in the first place. I wish I had more time to argue all 64 of whatever the hell. Three. I need to know the other 32. I'm tempted to next week just do the other 32. And see what we find there. We spent a lot of time this morning. Can we just rattle them off real fast? NIT. We don't have a lot of time, but you can, yes.
1: Boiled peanuts, popcorn, mini corn dogs, dumplings, crab rangoo, tacos, meatballs, buffalo chicken dip, stuffed mushrooms, stuffed peppers, avocado toast, clams, potstickers, fried tomatoes, tuna tartar, lettuce wraps, bruschetta, garlic bread, pigs in the blanket, hummus, skewers, empanadas, croquettes, edamame, veggie plate, house-made chips. That was it? What do you mean that was it?
0: No, it just didn't feel like 32. Housemade chips is popcorn. You just got to, it's a great list. You guys made a great list.
1: Listen, we were stretching.
0: We missed a lot. We, we thought we had to get favorites. to 64. I think the, <laughs> the, the, the point is there were decisions that were made that I wasn't happy with and decisions that I was. And I think that's true for all of us, which is how we know mm-hmm. we have what is as close to an objective bracket as the three white people sitting here could make.
1: Next, next week, we'll start at three.
0: Yeah, I think we did a great job. I love mozzarella sticks. I think even if you don't love them and they're not your favorite, you can understand why they would be named the best appetizer. Even with all these words I'm saying, I know we're still going to get yelled at about it. So mozzarella sticks are our winner. And that is it for this week's edition of sports. Shout out to Full Sail University and MeUndies. And shout out to the First Take, Her Take podcast, which is produced by none other than Christina. I did not know that. Hi, it's me. (laughs) It's Christina and she produces first take her take what's your favorite thing about it
2: um well honestly I really like that it's all women I know that that's very you know objective but I just I like the fact that it's just a bunch of women giving their
0: opinion on sports Hell yeah. Big thanks to you guys for listening. You guys are the best listeners ever. Uh you can listen to this one twice just so you the second time I think you'll really pick up on the nuances of the debates. I think maybe on that first one you're going to be a little upset about your favorites, but by the second time you listen to it on a second streaming service, you're going to realize that oh we kind of did make some good points and a decision had to be made. Compromise isn't fun, but it is the way that we move forward. Or you could always leave us a nice review wherever you're listening to this podcast, which by the way we read and we love them like this one from Gonzo that says, they talk about sports sometimes, maybe usually about the challenge. Oh my God, I have so much to say about the challenge. We didn't get to any of it. And The Bachelor slash Bachelorette, which are sports adjacent. That's true, Gonzo. Thank you so much for your review. Next week for the podcast, we will have either a smaller field or we will start earlier so that there's more time. (laughs) This is a new scheduling thing that I actually probably vaguely knew about, but was not made fully aware of until yesterday when Dan was like, hey, so I'm at five now. So you're going to move yours up? And I was like, hmm. (laughs) <laughs> so anyway this will be fixed i still think we provided you with a lot of good content but we'll fix this for next week so we Sorry, can really get wings. into into some arguments again r.i.p to chicken wings it was you were gone so way too. To soon. gone way too soon but not forgotten but it's, at least we remember whose fault it was and that's travis's nope because i cited an email specifically where i said to do it in the second round so technically everything wrong here is travis's fault just don't it's not important whose fault it is, but if it is important to you, it's Travis's. <laughs> Lastly, don't forget that you can always leave us a voicemail at 860-506-5571. Say goodbye, Travis. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Christina. Goodbye. Bye. I seriously, I love you so much and i mean it.